Well, hello, readers. Welcome to chapter two of the Book Truck Chronicles. I'm sitting here on a beautiful sunny day while the sun glistens off the top of the snow, and I am drinking a cinnamon dolce latte, which will probably be one of my last ones of the year. And I thought I would talk to you a little bit about the transition from 2019 to 2020 and what that looks like in your reading life. So it's a new year, and if you're like me, maybe you're already overwhelmed with what the whole new year, new you, resolution promotions and all that jazz is doing for you. I don't know how you feel, but I'm already so done with that. January is just another flip of the calendar, as far as I'm concerned. And you are just as awesome today as you were last month. So regardless of what the year is, you're kicking it. Well done, you. If you want to update something in your priorities, be a better version of yourself, find your truth or whatever the self-help gurus are plugging right now, then have at her, by all means. Whatever the heck all that means to you, go for it. As for me, I'm determined to continue making the most of every day and always shooting for a better tomorrow because no matter what time of year it is, tomorrow is always on the horizon. Gurus, be darned. As for my reading life in the upcoming tomorrows, I'm committed to read outside of my comfort zone this year, find characters I just adore, and hopefully dive into stories that give me all the feels. Because you know, for me, if I can read a story that makes me feel something, and it's touched my heart, then that becomes a favorite and I will want to talk about it and I will want to share that with other people. So I definitely need to feel something. Last year, I completed my Goodreads goal of 80 books and it was just such a crazy year for the book truck that I'm actually surprised and pleased that completing my goal was done. I didn't think I could do it. But getting that many new reads done amidst all the busyness of business, wow. Yay, personal best. So from that list, I thought I would share a few of my favorites that are probably familiar titles because they've been so wildly popular. But uh, get out your pen and paper, get out your phone so you can make notes about this. Here's a couple that you should definitely look into. One of them is Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid, a fictional documentary of a rock band from the 70s told from the perspectives of the band members as they recall the journey on their time together. Reid, who many of you may remember, brilliantly penned The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo last year, has another huge hit, I'm sure. This one topped all the charts. You have undoubtedly seen this cover. You've heard about it. You've Maybe been sick of hearing about it. I don't know. If you've been sick of hearing about it, I am so sorry. But I just had to talk about it. Um, I eagerly devoured this one. I listened to it on the audiobook version, and it was unbelievable. The various voices, the dynamic way they told the story, how immersed I felt in their world. It was awesome. Plus, there were some celebrity voices in the narrators, which I recognized and I really, really liked. Um, it was quite well written, too, in the way it drew me in. It made me question repeatedly whether this was a fictional telling or not. I had to check Google. I can't tell you how many times to make sure these were not real people and the songs they were talking about were not actual songs I had just been missing out on. Was that your situation, too? I don't know. I felt like... Somewhere along the way, I just felt like this really was a real band. She talked about it so well. Um, they made references to songs that were iconic and so well known. And they explained their connection with Daisy as if she was someone that our culture already is familiar with, like a Stevie Nicks or a Janis Joplin. So it was awesome. It was a fantastic ride. I highly recommend it. The link to the audiobook 
is in my show notes as well if you want to check that out. I highly recommend it. Uh, let's see. And so another one that stayed with me long after I finished it was Shanghai Girls by Lisa C. Now this is not a new book, but it is definitely one that is another Lisa C. win. I loved it. It was a dynamic story for me of two sisters, Pearl and May, who live in Shanghai, and they're known as beautiful girls. Young women who are praised and known for their good looks and are free to enjoy the leisurely life of the wealthy and the carefree. But due to circumstances they can't control, their lives change and the sisters are carried away to the States where they must struggle to create new lives for themselves and still maintain the legacy of honor and pride that their family has instilled in them. So these two sisters couldn't be more different. Now, I like this because my sister and I, who are, we're very close and I love her so passionately, we could not be more different. She is Snow White and I am, well, I'm probably one of the dwarfs, let's be honest, but it's, it's just very, very different. And yet when we are together, we are so strong and so bonded and I couldn't do without her. She is extraordinary. So I loved reading about these two sisters who were so different and yet went through so much and maintained their closeness to each other. It was beautiful. Um, even though they're different, the stuff that they encountered together, the trials, the tragedies, it really told me a lot about their unique desires and their values. And yet, even still, as I said, how different they are, it was awesome together. At some points, I got to admit, this was a hard read. Um, if you have sensitivity to reading about tragedy, then it might be especially heartbreaking. And in a couple parts, it was questionable whether or not I wanted to continue, but I'm so glad I did. It was another Lisa C. book that propelled me into a culture that I was curious about, and it made me care for these girls and just love them. They sacrifice so much. I'm hoping they never make a film about this, because I'm sure that a screen adaptation would be absolutely ruined in the telling. So the link to this audiobook as well is in my show notes. The third book that I'm so glad I read was Parnassus on Wheels by Christopher Morley. Have you heard about this book? Oh my gosh, you guys. It was published in 1917. It's a little story about a middle-aged woman whose name is Helen, and she cares for her well-known author brother on his farm. And she's just kind of content, sort of, to just do what needs to be done around the farm and make sure that everything gets done. But yet... A little bit resigned to the fact that, well, oh, this is my life. Well, okay, I guess I'll just plug on, wake up every day and do the same thing I did yesterday. Until this funny little red-headed man named Roger rolls into her life with his horse-drawn Books on Wheels wagon. Yes, you know I love a Books on Wheels story. So he comes in and she decides, I'm going to buy it. So she travels with Roger so that he can teach her how this experience works. And the two of them get to know each other and she gets to see how people get so excited about books everywhere they go. And Roger has so much knowledge about the stories and the people he encounters and kind of gets her out of her shell a little bit and makes her see that there's more to life for her than what she had already been doing. Uh, I loved Helen. I loved this whole thing. And there were so many quotes in this book that I I wanted to write down it you guys this is awesome christopher morley awesome so yes parnassus on wheels it is not a new book like i said 1917 but if you can find an old copy or get the audiobook version of this this is a win it is not a big book it is just a tiny little thing but gosh it, there's so much packed into it and i had the most fun reading it i will go back to that one guaranteed some other memorable reads from this last year were 
The Bookish Life of Nina Hill by Abby Waxman. I'd heard a lot of great things about this. And of course, as I mentioned before, you all know that a book about somebody who works in a bookstore, about bookstore life, is always exciting for me. So I was very curious about this book. Um, This was okay. I didn't love it, love it. I could see why it has such great appeal. I think there's a little bit too much inner monologuing going on. I was getting a little tired of the thoughts she was having, but the story was good. Um, it had some flaws and I think they probably could have taken some of the story arcs a little further and abandoned some other ones, but it felt to me a little bit as if it was a few stories smashed together that only got completed a little bit by the end. So I, I liked it. I think this could be a really great Hallmark movie of the week, but yeah, it was, it was all right. I'm glad I read it. Uh, another one was called Dolores Claiborne by Stephen King. Now, of course, Stephen King, he is definitely an out-of-the-box thinker when it comes to creating stories. And I love his approach to a narrative that says, I'm not going to do it like you think I'm going to do it. Way to go, Stephen King. So this one is literally a full monologue giving her story of what they think was one crime, but she actually admits to a whole other crime and tells the whole backstory. So like Stephen King is legendary for, his characters are so well thought out. The story from start to finish is beautifully presented. Um, I really liked Dolores. I liked the people in her life. I really didn't anticipate hearing pretty much only from one person the entire book, but it was great. If you have a chance to grab this one, this was awesome. Another one that I like, and maybe I'm just a little bit biased, but Don't Keep Your Day Job by Kathy Heller came out in November. And this is a book based on her podcast of the same name. And it was a great read. It had awesome actionable steps. It motivates you to think if you don't want to do what you've always been doing, how can you get the courage and the chutzpah to kind of get up and do something brand new? What are your passions? What is your desire? What mark do you want to leave on the world? And she inspires you and motivates you to say, Get off your butt and do it. This is why you're awesome. This is why the world is waiting for exactly what it is you need to do. I I just, I loved it. Not only do I like the way she presents it because it's very human, it's very relatable. She really does encourage you. She's a cheerleader for you on every page. But page 95 is also one of my favorites because that's where she writes about me and my book truck. I know, is that self grandiose? I don't know. But It was such a boost. I wept as I read the whole thing because I just already adore her. Talking to her on her podcast last January was such a personal thrill for me. And now to read about my encounter with her in her book was a bucket list. Amazing. So if you want a chance to read this book, Don't Keep Your Day Job by Kathy Heller, it's definitely a good read if you want to get from where you are now to where you most want to be go grab it. Uh, Another one that I really liked this year was called George Lucas, A Life by Brian J. Jones. He is a fantastic biographer. He wrote the biography of Jim Henson. He's done one on Dr. Seuss. And he just knows how to create a story that goes from where you think you know a person to wanting to know more about them, even though you've already just learned so much. I did not know all of these beautiful things about George Lucas and his journey through Star Wars and his entire filmmaking career. His creativity is unprecedented. I'm so grateful to be in a generation where we have had the blessing of receiving all of George Lucas's creative arts. It has been awesome. And this book was great. 
thank you, Brian J. Jones, for this book. I really, really loved his book about Jim Henson, too. If you get a chance for that one, that was awesome. But George Lucas, A Life, go grab it. You won't be sorry. Since we're also at the end of the Star Wars phenomenon, get this. You will see why the beginning of it is just as incredible as you think it is. Go grab it. Now, many of you have come into the book truck and recommended the author Jeffrey Archer to me. And even though I've seen his books and I know just a little bit about him, I had yet to pick one up. So finally I decided, okay, okay, I can succumb to peer pressure. And I grabbed Cain and Abel. And this is number one of his Cain and Abel series. Wow, did I love it. It reminded me of like a Sidney Sheldon type story. I was completely drawn in to the story. I, I loved the characters. I loved the pace of it. I love a big generational drama. Sometimes I like a story that has one small season of a person's life, one experience and the, the highs and lows of it. But what I really, really like is a story that has a multi-generational drama. So you get to see the outcomes, the ripple effects, the consequences. You get to feel it all and you get to really know the character so well. So in Jeffrey Archer's book, Cain and Abel, I, I, just, I just felt like I knew them. I felt like I wanted to go along on their journey and find out what happens next and find out what happens to their kids. And, and I really did care about it. So this was awesome. Uh, I also read the second one called The Prodigal Daughter, I think. That was okay. Not as great as the first one, which often happens. But overall, I have now become a fan of Jeffrey Archer. Thank you so much for recommending it to me, y'all. And the last book that I will talk about today is called Everybody's Son by Thriti Umriger. Uh, this was an award-winning book and intrigued me for a number of reasons. One of them was, if any of you know my story, you know that my family, we were foster parents for a number of years. And the emotional highs and lows of that are, well, that's a different podcast episode. But uh, I have a deep love for fostering and for the kids involved and the people who dedicate themselves to those kids. And so knowing that in this book, there was a foster boy who was adopted into a family already had me curious. I, I love those kinds of stories. And also knowing that there was the racial dynamic, there was the understanding of who are you? Is your character and your future based on the decisions made by your biological family or by the family that you're brought up in? How do you mix those two together? What does that say about your identity and your future? How you see yourself in the world? It's It was emotional. It was beautifully written. And I just I just really felt that this is a book that well told a story of the complications and the emotional upheaval that happens when you love someone that you did not birth and yet you would do anything for. Family is not based on blood. It is based on who you love. And this book was just, it's, it was a beautiful story. I'm so grateful for the person who said to me, oh, really? Fostering is important to you? You've got to read Everybody's Son. Yay! Thank you so much for really great recommendations. Everybody's Son by Thriti Umrigar. It is definitely worth reading. Go grab that one too. Okay, so in this segment of the podcast, we are going to roll on up to the business bar and we're going to talk about one business question about book truck life that I get asked quite a lot. Today's question is a favorite. <laughs> the question is, so how does this work exactly? Which may seem like a very straightforward question, but often if you see a truck full of books and somebody standing in there with a big smile greeting you, you're not sure, are you going to loan me this book? Are you going to sell me this book? Is it a take 
and leave and enjoy kind of thing. They don't know how it works. Granted, this is the only book truck in the province. So yes, I can appreciate that nobody really gets how this works the first time. So let me just run down how this works. A book truck is a bookshop on wheels, which means it is a fully functioning bookstore. You can choose a book, pay for a book, leave with a book, read a book. Ta-da! Just like that. So it's it's literally a bookstore, but it's just condensed into a smaller space. So don't let the whole truck part overwhelm you or confuse you. It is literally inside like every other bookstore you go in. So we take all different forms of payment. We do cash, debit, credit. We do um, old books, new books. We have books for babies. We have books for large print and all different genres. The truck holds 2,200 titles at any given time. And... It's just like any other store. You get to come in, browse around, take some off the shelf, check out the ones you think you like, fill your precious little arms with all those books you cannot wait to read when you get home, and pay for them. Off you go. That's it. That's how it works. So I try to keep it as simple as possible and not to be too overwhelming. But that's it, you guys. That's how it works. It is a bookstore on wheels. That is all. Ta-da! No matter what your business is, chances are newcomers to your business are going to have questions and quite often they will be the same questions. I've talked to business owners who get so frustrated with answering the same questions over and over and over. But you guys, this is just a new chance to introduce a guest to what your business is all about. So that's a real privilege. If somebody asks a question, it's because they are there in your business, it, whatever it is, and they are considering supporting you. So you know what? Give them your answer. Be generous with it. Be kind with it. And know that their question comes from a really solid place. They want to know how it works. Why? Maybe because they want to buy something from you. Yay, go with that. So educate them about how it works so that you can generate a community of people who will also do that talking for you. Here's what I have overheard in the truck many, many times. I answer a question for somebody for, you know, maybe the 600th time in that week. And I hear somebody else ask a question that they were asking and they do the answering. You guys, you create a whole community of people who will do your answering for you. If you are clear, if you are consistent, and if you are generous with how you share that information, people will understand that and they will now talk about your business for you. Yay! So do it. If somebody asks you a question about it, they want to know. And I, I love all the questions. Even, you know, I might get the same questions over and over and over, but I never get them over and over and over from the same person. I am getting these questions from new people who are excited about what they see and they want to know more. What's wrong with that? So you guys, book truck life is like any other business in that way. You offer things to give people a clarity of what you do so that next time they don't have that question. All they want to do is just follow through with the supporting of you. This is how this works. And I'm so grateful for every question because it's the first one. After that, they might have more questions, which just mean more support, more talking on your behalf, more encouragement, more shares, more likes, more follows, more posts, more whatevers. Um, and 
I think the questions are brilliant. So bring them on. If you have any questions for me about what the book truck life is like, send me your questions, whether it is a DM or an email or a comment on the bottom of this podcast. You can find me on all the socials at Daisy Chain Book Co. And I would be happy to answer your questions anytime. Um, Book truck life, you guys, is not just about books. It is also a business. So we will talk from the business bar on a regular basis to just educate y'all about what this is like for me. I'm so privileged to do it. And I'm also privileged to just talk to you about it. It's just awesome. So from here on, whatever your business is, shine a light of humor, kindness and compassion in every encounter you have. Be relevant, be generous, be unforgettable. Okay, so these first few podcasts have been me trying it out, getting used to the microphone, getting used to all the editing software and the tones and the details and all the little things you have to do to podcast. There's quite a lot involved in it. And I thank you guys for tuning in for these ones. These are kind of my guinea pig sessions where I've been trying things out and seeing if this thing works. And I really enjoy it so far. So the next podcast we do, there will be a guest here. It won't just be me talking to you, which I know. Yay! Applause, applause. Um, so yeah, please come back next time for a beautiful conversation with a lovely reader that I adore. This chapter of the Book Truck Chronicles has been brought to you by Reader's Optimism. Hoping every new book will be your favorite one yet. Happy reading, everyone.